0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Going in Circles Big Monday show. This is the post-Travers recap. Barry and I are going to talk about uh, the weekend and and how things are going to shake out after seeing all the big favorites win. Uh, We also saw something we don't usually see in a grade 1 race, and that's a horse attacking another horse and losing the race in the process. Uh, Latrushka i give her her due. She she looked real good. Um, she fought hard, and then it was a t- tenacious win. Uh, talk about Joel Rosario kind of putting Ryan Moore in a box, and a whole lot of other things, uh, including, hey, maybe racetracks should start recruiting owners because we're all tired of seeing short fields. Um, a bunch of other stuff today, and... Uh, A little bit of an interesting interlude towards the end of the show. But you're going to have to listen to find out what happens at Barry's house. Live on the Big Monday Show. We'll be back in one minute. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to the Going in Circles Big Monday Show. I wanted to let you know that we have a weekly newsletter that you can subscribe to for free, the Going In Circles Digest. It's uh, kind of a combination newsletter, stakes preview. Um, we have some uh, restaurant reviews on there, various topics, but uh, we also have a couple um, pieces about various uh, industry topics or racing history. This last week, we did a piece on the great Arazi, and his spectacular move in the 1991 Breeders' Cup Juvenile, which uh, unfortunately was the, the pinnacle of his career. But um, it's a free subscription. Go to goingincirclesdigest.substack.com and check it out. All right, the Going in Circles Digest. Thanks for listening. Is this the uh, anti-chalk sniper? Absolutely, absolutely. You must Ant- have been—you you must have been offended. Oh, that so right. offensive on Saturday.
1: Even at Delmar you know, too.
0: It, it was—it was a lot of chalk, but it wasn't as chalky as the late double at Saratoga Raceway today.
1: Oh man, that was brutal.
0: We had two prohibitive favorites complete a $2 daily double that returned $2.80. <laughs> Forty cents on the dollar. Oof. If um <laughs> bro. If Niatros and Maclo Bell were in the late double, it would have paid three dollars. Against ten claimers. <laughs> it shouldn't pay two eighty, but it did. Which kind of you know caps off the, the theme of the week, chalk. Ugh.
1: Words in the English language. Yes,
0: the racing was was, <clears throat> was pretty good. It, yeah. The it's hard to knock the 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 excitement of the races, et cetera, et cetera. Um but the betting opportunities were few oh. and far between.
1: <laughs> That's an understatement. You
0: texted me, I think, after the first race on Saratoga on Saturday, <laughs> the Travers card, before noon, and said, boy, we, we better get in involved now because it might get <laughs> real chalky. And uh, those words were prophetic because the favorites all won. <laughs> literally every single one <laughs> and and it wasn't like um there was really any dominant performances either I mean yeah there was some some you know really great races um, they you know the the stars showed up uh, people were saying well wow, it was like a breeder's cup and I was like uh. nah it wasn't really like the breeders cup because uh, we would have had like four more turf races and the Europeans would have won them all. <laughs> but, um, no, it, it was a, it was an interesting day. It was, wasn't hot. I mean, it had been hot all week, really hot, like abnormally hot here. And, uh, you know, Saturday got a little bit of rain, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad. And I mean, there was a big crowd there and, um, you know, it was it was a good day. It was it,
1: it was nice. Yeah, I just wish we would have got Latruesca beat. I'll
0: give her a lot of credit. I I, I don't mean, think she had a dinner. Honestly. I thought her race at Belmont was kind of a gimme. Um, I thought her last race at Churchill was the same. I mean, they, she was just left alone to go uncontested. Um, but she had serious fractions. I mean, they re- were, were rolling down the backside. Um, and I'll be honest I, at the quarter pole, you know, turning for home, I thought they might've had her and, uh, <laughs> Hey, really almost did. <laughs> she, she kept grinding away. So I, I'll give her, I'll give her a due. I mean, that was, uh, an impressive race, um, an impressive race in that she didn't have it all her own way, right? She didn't get an easy lead. She didn't uh, get you know have like a three-length head start like she had her last couple. Um, she was pressed, and and uh, I mean she went legit fractions. I mean they went significantly faster than the the Travers, which of course didn't really seem to have much pace. But um, no, she she was uh, she was good. I'll give her. I'll give her a lot of questions. Uh, excuse me. I'll give her a lot of props for that.
1: Questions on her next race.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, um, uh, she's scheduled to run back in the spinster. Why, though? And, well, this is something that I think I said. Um, I don't know. I remember talking about it at one point. The difference between the <clears> super <throat> trainers and their outfits and everyone else is that a guy like Faustino Gunn. Gutierrez, he he doesn't get horses like this, you know. (laughs) This is like a once in a lifetime horse. It's like a jackpot on a slot machine every time she runs. Right, this horse came from Mexico. Okay, I I know she's a U.S. bred, but she she was in Mexico. She ran her first race in the U.S. was on the Caribbean Classic Day, so she's really really come a long ways. Um, but like I said, for those people, um it's hard to pass up races where you're going to be odds on, right? I mean, you don't have that many chances to win the spinster. And, uh, based upon who shows up there, um, you know, she's going to be four to five again, probably. And yes, the breeders cup is the big race, but, um, if you win all the races leading up to it and then some horse that hadn't really Bonnie South or somebody wins the breeders cup, this staff, she's still going to be champion Philly, right? I would think so. Right. You know, should be. I mean, if you win six stake races or five stake races and the other Philly wins one, <laughs> even if it's breeders cup, you know, the breeders cup, it's still,
1: yeah. Well, we, we had a, an eclipse champion that only won two races.
0: <sighs> yeah. Two races in a five week period of time, but, <laughs> but no, she's, uh, I'll get, I'll give her her Duke. She really raced good. And, uh, Man, I, mean, I don't root against her. I mean, if I bet against her, I will do. But it's not like I'm wanting her to lose. I mean, I'd rather see those kind of horses and those kind of connections win. True. But, um, it's bittersweet. Yeah, and and to be honest, I didn't bet a lot in the race, so it was by that point I, I was chalked out and just had kind of given up on the card. So. <laughs> um, the Travers, of course, was uh, you know, like I said, it, it was a really nice day race. I mean, the races were exciting.
1: But it, you know the but I always get the feeling when when I hear people say that. it's like it was a good show. It wasn't a good day to bet. it was not. It was not a good day. To so bet. It, you know and I, I'm kind of torn when that happens because you know, obviously I'm a fan, and as a fan, it's like, this is great, but you know, it's like, well, how much of a fan are you when you're putting your money down? you know what i mean so it's like you know i guess it 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 furthers the 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 conundrum of what do you do you know when you know like like you said i text you before that the 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 races ahead are going to be just chalk and it's going to be a hard to make any kind of significant amounts of money like usually on those kind of days when the pools are the largest is the day you kind of take shots and, and try to try to hit a score that can, you know, make your month or you know six months or whatever, and it was just no opportunity for that, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> I said to you yesterday, what, what were the odds <laughs> if if we had had made this bet, uh, you know, prior to the <clears throat> the, the card running. But what are the odds that um, uh, Tama here would run a faster first quarter, <laughs> a significantly faster first quarter than Gamine or Yalpon. <laughs>
1: Dude, you you might have got a thousand to one for
0: that. <laughs> Seriously, I mean both both grade one sprints for for older horses, uh, and and Tamine won, went went twenty two and three. Um, in the Boston spa setting a pace and she actually really raced good ran she great about three quarters of a length and yeah and I should have known that that my day was going to be like that <laughs> because I I was hoping that I grabbed be a little more aggressive than he had been because he really strangled her to death her last race and the race <laughs> for that she got a tough trip too and I was thinking man she can get to the lead and, and go you know 48 and change to the half because uh, platinum painter I, I don't you know to be honest I don't have a whole lot of respect for platinum painter I figured at some point She'll cave, but um, a twenty-two and three kind
1: of <laughs> <laughs> put it this way, man. Yeah, yeah. If... <laughs> I
0: mean, that, it was the weak link, of, of, you know, mistakes, <laughs> um, you know on, on the card, which is probably why it was it was scheduled so early in a four-horse field, and that kind of race kind of sucks. But uh... I
1: tell you what, if uh, if Dunbar Road won and beat Latruska, it was it was sizzler time definitely would have would have bought sizzler if that if that actually happened yeah well if previous uh, show i told you i i said you know i kind of like dunbar road a little bit and at that price i was like you know what might as well i mean i still hit the race but it just would have been so much better with that horse on top
0: hey if we're talking ifs if if the jock from finger lakes had just on oh the road, first homestead in the first race on Sunday home, then I would have made a very, very, very large score. And, uh, I'm not one to post tickets. I don't tell people how much I bet or what I bet. than that. I just, to me, it's, it's, I mean, I, I don't care about people thinking, Oh, well that guy's a bad handicapper. That guy's a good. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it, okay. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. But, um, and a lot of times, I'll be honest, I, I mean, I don't make my decision on what I'm going to do till, you know, two minutes before. I mean, I, I have an idea, an outline, a plan, but it's all it's all price dependent. Um, but that horse was just the rare opportunity to bet a horse that was significantly faster than everyone else at, at a huge price. And the fact is that he, he probably in the old days would have been six or seven to one, but I was really happy with four to one. And, um, and he should have come down. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, <laughs> issues as we brought up uh, on our special Big Friday show about stewards and, and some of the decisions they made. But this one was easy because not only did he come over on the horse, he clearly interfered with the horse. And then the horse gets beat for third. So, I mean, <clears throat> lost him a placing and he did interfere with the horse. So, I mean, I, I have no problem with the takedown, obviously it would have been way that was you know my biggest bet of the year but um, you know it happens But you know, we're probably going to have to
1: <laughs> you know do another show on just stewards calls alone the way things are
0: going well listen hey they, they give us plenty of opportunities Though, uh, uh, shout out to the Finger Lakes stewards I don't know who the hell you are but you made the good call today you made a really good call um, don't ask why I'm watching the Finger Lakes <laughs> Uh what? <laughs> essential quality. Um I thought that uh he ran really well considering that he uh you know we had talked on, on Friday too about essential quality. His worst race seemed to be the race at Keeneland <clears throat> forced to chase a slow pace. Um you know, he and he just barely got by. That horse of Chad Brown's is kind of like falling off to Never Neverland. <laughs> um, but you know, Louis kept him a little bit further back this time. He he didn't have them, you know, lapped on. And he kind of just let him run his race. Uh, I mean, and, and they came home 23. I think 23 and change. So, like, you just don't see mile and a quarter races where they come home that fast. But uh, you know, Midnight Burbing got such a soft. Soft, soft lead. Um, I, I thought maybe about the three eighths. Didn't he so, You know, Santana was was trying to put some separation between. Yeah,
1: them. Or she just doesn't quicken. You know, he doesn't
0: quicken. He's a plotter, and that's that's just how he runs. You know,
1: and uh, you know, and we talked about this on Friday too on how you know he literally just got away with the slowest fractions of all time at the fairgrounds and hasn't been able to. To kind of duplicate that. I mean, he'll he'll be close. Um, because nobody's really. Usually going to get in his way. I mean, the only other time that happened. Was in the derby. Where he just didn't get out of anywhere. And just didn't do anything. You got Mike Smith. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but, you know. He'll give that same kind of performance. It seems. He's very consistent. But he just doesn't win. Um, because he has a horse like. Essential Quality, you know, stalking him and just, you know, just has that much of a quick burst that he could just spurt right by him every time.
0: Yeah, Essential Quality is just a little better horse. You know, if he had run those same fractions uh, under those same circumstances against the Brad <laughs> second string horse, Mandaloon, he probably would have held him off. But because um, I don't think Mandaloon's quite as good as Essential Quality, but Essential Quality is a really good horse. Uh, you know what the sad thing about him is? That like we probably aren't going to see much more of him. We might get one more race. I, I don't know if they're going to prep him somewhere or if they will just train up to the classic. Seems uh, like he he runs better with you know more racing. You know, he, like he does his... I mean he certainly uh, you know there's a question mark right mm-hmm. uh, and and someone put Matt Bernier I think put it up today about how talking about Jackie's warrior. Oh yeah. He's run like four super sonic efforts in a row and will those at some point knock him out. And and at some point they probably will, but you know, essential qualities, big races, the Belmont uh, and the Jim Dandy. and, And even here, like he runs hard, but it never seems like he is like emptied out. You know
1: what I right. mean? Right. He's very kind on himself. It seems like, you know, he doesn't really,
0: he, he didn't even look all out the other day on, on Saturday. And he gallops out strong. And, you know, it's not like he hits the wire and then, you know, like pull him up and everybody goes flying by. I mean, and I mean, honestly, you can, a good horse is really good horses, you know, some of the people brought up different examples of horses that run big race all the time. And uh, some of them are wrong, like Zenyatta. And I know I, 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 I know I can, can, you know, crap on Zenyatta a lot, but she won a lot of races. I'll, I'll give her this. She won, but she won a few races. She won that Clement Hirsch. And they said, well, she didn't kind of love Delmar surface, even though her race as a four-year-old was one of her best. Uh, they said she didn't like Delmar surface that much, but she barely got up in the their second and third victories in that race over really decidedly i mean not good horses i mean they, there's this Rintin tin tin or whatever that horse's name was <laughs> i mean she was just not a good horse she was a allowance quality philly at tops so good horses are going to still win even when they don't fire the best but like essential quality he always fires and and i'll give him his due in that he has gotten better and better and better, and uh, I mean, I, I wish that they would get keep, keep him in training and, and right. I'd love to see him as a four year four year old because he's a t- the type of horse that that you would think would be even better as a four year old, right? Like he he's just kind of he he never made a big leap, right? He just kind of got a little better and a little better and a little better and a little better, and, little better and, little better and he kept building on the next race and 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 i'll give his trainer a credit for that because um i mean he's kind of mapped out a a really good uh campaign form and you know he lost in the derby mostly because he the post position and he right so Hmm? and i mean listen the, the other horses have all shown the horses that finish one two three have all shown that they're good horses too i mean uh you know whatever you think about the issue that uh you know the winner got in that race but um you know they're good horses they've all come back and all run good mandolin's run really good high uh, Rod charlie's run really good uh mid you know Medina spirit came back yesterday and <laughs> i thought he I thought he was dead at the quarter pole too. and he rebroke um <laughs> but uh yeah i mean they haven't said that he's not going to race till next year but uh and and maybe perhaps they try one of the spring races i don't know um you know the saudi race or the uh I was gonna say Godolphin like really won
1: to to kind of retire horses that quickly, but yeah, oh. I um, don't know. We'll... Yeah, I mean it would make sense to me that they won the run at least in that race. Kind of at least be the last race he runs in uh, in the World Cup. <sighs>
0: Yeah, it's it's tough to you can't really make the last race of the World Cup because breeding season is right about, is about half over. So, I mean, if they're going to race them next year,
1: right? Go to go to Gulfstream, try it, and then go to Dubai, skip Saudi. Yeah,
0: yeah. Since that's they the, don't pay out anyway. Plan. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, call, we'll call the connections tomorrow. Say, hey, this, is, this is what we think you should do because, hey, you know, we like your horse and we like to watch him even though we can't ever bet on him because he always chalk. But, um, I mean, I, you know, he, he wraps up Horse of the year if he wins the Classic. um. Right? I mean, doesn't he have to win Horse of the year if he wins the Classic? If he wins the Classic, Travers, the Jim Dandy and the um uh, the – the Belmont and the Bluegrass. And, (laughs) you know, uh, what what else did he win? The um, race in Arkansas.
1: Oh, the Arkansas Derby. Yeah. No, you want to
0: Derby, the uh, South, not the Southwest. um, The Rebel. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's a lot of winning. That's a lot of winning. So, I mean, the classic could come out to rubber match of you know who's going to win horse of the year i mean um nick's go if he wins the classic does the classic plus the whitney plus the, uh, the plus the layup drill he's supposed to race in at churchill in a couple of weeks plus uh <laughs> uh the corn husker plus the, the pegasus i mean that that's that's a pretty good that, that's a pretty good year too. So
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I mean I just I still think it would be tough for him to, <laughs> to beat a field of older horses. I don't know, this isn't a very good field. It isn't, they're not that great, horses.
0: but I mean well, I mean let's let's think about Who would show up? (laughs) Well, there's one horse who we don't know what the plans are for that could be a fly in the Nixco ointment. Uh, That would be Life is Good. (laughs) Life is Fast. (laughs) Life is very fast. And, you know, the Jerkins, formerly known as the King's Bishop, and Jerkins trained King's Bishop, by the way, Um, I mean, that was about as good of a race as you could ask for. And I know people are going to, you know, bring up the Mike Smith ride, but it was the great race. I mean, it just was two really good horses. Um, Two of the three best three-year-olds
1: out there. Well, I don't think the plan was to win that race, to be honest.
0: Uh, I think they wanted to win. I just don't... uh... I just don't know that they were willing to – I don't know. I mean, he went 44 to the half, so it's not like... – I think
1: that's just the way the horse runs. He's just fast.
0: Yeah. I- I'll be honest. I-, I thought, like, with Jackie's Warrior drawing inside of him, that he would want to kind of just sit off Jackie War Jackie Warrior- Jackie's Warrior's flank, considering that uh, <coughs> he hadn't run in such a long time and he was cutting back. But he just outran him. And I, I saw someone was trying to say, well, well Jackie's Warrior rated. He didn't rate. He didn't rate. <laughs> he just didn't get out there fast enough. <laughs> unless he was rating, unless he was the Rosario, was doing like the, the mind meld with him. Those reins were dangling. He was going about as fast as he could go. Um, you know, I, I get the criticism of the ride. Mike probably should have tightened it up a little bit on the turn, uh, you know, made Joel think about it a little more. Um, and then he was, he, he, rode, you know, pretty overconfidently in the, in the stretch, uh, though there, a horse like life is good has never been hit. And a lot of times those freakishly fast horses like him are not going to respond for to, as well as, as another type of horse would. And I, I mean, it's just speculation, but, um, the question is, where does he go? Like, um, Alan from the TDN put this up on Twitter yesterday and he said, Okay, if you're a racing manager for Life is Good, what's your next spot for him? So I'm going to ask you that question. Life is Good. He just ran seven ace, big race, end of August, Breeders' Cup's November, what, first week in November. Um, you know, what do you do? Do you go for the mile? Do you go for the classic? <clears throat> how do you how do you get to either? Ooh, that's rough.
1: Uh, I mean, personally, I would say the mile rather than the classic. I don't, I don't, you know. I mean, you you see his races at over a mile, and and he just blew away the competition. So it's really hard to tell, but the way he ran on Saturday, the mile might be perfect for him. Now
0: and the mile is a two-turn mile at Del Mar. That's okay, but he has proven he can run two-turn, two-turn success. Yeah, so it's a good, it's a really, it, it's an interesting question. question. And I think that um, <clears throat> the context has to be looked at as to what does WinStar and Company, you I know, mean, what is their plans for him? Like, are they planning on running him next year? I mean like it or not, I mean, it, it is a it's a possibility, I guess. <clears throat> they they would probably be
1: <clears throat> you know, um, considering what or who may not run as next year. They may be top dog. I mean, the horse really didn't run this year. <laughs> you know, He had a couple early, and then this last one. But what does he have, two more starts this year
0: at most? Depends, I guess. I mean, he is a three-year-old. So, I mean, I looked at it from this standpoint. And um, next go is, is healthy and pointing to the classic. I want to no know part of the classic. Right, go to the mile. I don't know that he can get a mile and a quarter anyways. We don't know that. He hasn't done it. Um, finding out if your horse can run a mile and a quarter in a British cup classic is generally not a good idea. Not a good idea.
1: <laughs> no bueno. Um,
0: and beyond that, the fact is that him and Nick Scott Styles clash. And neither of them um, wanna concede the lead clearly, especially going that long. And um, I I don't know how you get away from those two just going too fast.
1: I know. It was kind of thought that a little bit too last year with Authentic. Yeah, Authentic went slow. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. You know what I mean? Almost like what happened in in, uh, May at the Derby. You know, it's like, oh, the speed. But when it all came down to it, Medina Spirit didn't even run that fast. No, but I can guarantee you, next go, <laughs> he's going <laughs> ain't rating. So got no other choice. I mean, the only time you know recently that he got out broke like that was in Saudi, when Charlton put the the whooping stick on him. And we we'll see he, what happened there, right? And he just folded. I mean, he ran. He ran okay. He, I think, he finished fourth or fifth, right? Um, but it was clear that you know, without getting that courage on the lead he he was he wasn't gonna be any good. Has he ever passed a horse in a victory I or they passed two horses I, I honestly don't believe so. I don't think so either. <clears throat> It's on the New York traffic plan. No. That horse can't pass horses. He sucks. <laughs> did you see that race? The uh, the Charlestown race? Not only did I see it, I, I bet my
0: man, right? Eichelberry. And he got <laughs> to the Golden Rail at, at, at uh, Charlestown that night. I mean, they literally paved it with gold. Oh my God, it was ridiculous. And yet he still couldn't hold off... Uh, our collector. Our, our, our collector's a little better horse than he is, but... Uh, Man, I thought
1: when he got to the lead, I was like, alright, nobody's passing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're good.
0: I had a, I had a nice double going into that. <clears throat> but, uh, I mean, he's a good horse, that horse. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a golden rail.
1: Don't see that too much. Or it's, it's a lot more subtle, I should say. <laughs> The one thing
0: about Charlestown.
1: (laughs) That was ridiculous.
0: (laughs) They took post-drag to a whole new dimension. Oh, my God. They're the champs.
1: No way. I mean, I don't care how many years. (laughs) It was zero. Post-horses were going into the paddock. They
0: weren't even saddled. It was like a half an hour on zero. (laughs) The best was they weren't even saddled. (laughs) They're, They're going out for the big race, right? Charlestown Classic. Now the 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 clock's been on zero for like twelve minutes, and they go out to the track and and, and he goes to the post parade and he said, <laughs> um, uh, you know, get those wages in quick. You know, five minutes to post. And I was thinking like five minutes to post. Five means how many posts do you got? For this, for this place <laughs> post time was seventeen minutes ago. Is this like the real the the real post or the double secret post or? And I thought I thought in the very last race that they were going to
1: change it up and kind oh. of fast. No, the I, act I was super. gone. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> One second after they they passed the wire, I, I,
0: I turned it off.
1: Oh well, I I was I was still in a few things, yeah. and uh, yeah, it took another hour before that race went off. They're the champs. They got they
0: got. Gulfstream Park beat everybody's post dragging. that's old song, everybody's kung fu fighting. <laughs> if I if I had the ability, like the technical ability, I, I would make a song, everybody's post dragging because they're back doing it. Woodbine, uh, I, I don't know about Woodbine the thoroughbred side, but uh, Mobine, they drag. <laughs> They're drag queens up there, man. They they let it drag. Meadowlands, of course, drags. All the trotting track drags. Uh, Yonkers isn't too egregious. No, but nobody bets Yonkers. Somebody cares. Hoosier is bad with it. Hoosier's still banned for life. Come on, man. They're not banned for life without eligible for parole, but currently still. <laughs> so when, when do they see the parole board? I don't know, but they had to send it in open there. For my man, Gabe Pruitt. But uh, I, I couldn't watch because I was banned. <sighs> yeah, the Red Mile, man, they got wiped out today. Yeah, so uh, that's that's rough. Whew. That storm, that track went from 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 looking okay to being washed out in about ten minutes. They, might, they had some storm in Lexington.
1: Yeah, I saw I saw a picture of the uh, tote board at at the fairgrounds is completely destroyed yes
0: uh, that was uh that was quite a picture thankfully there's no horses there this time yeah my friend said you know you want to start get something going for the backstretch help and the people there I said there's nobody there Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's closed there's there's no horses no people so thankfully yeah yeah yeah. It's the worst place in, in America to hit, really, is, is New Orleans. because They've been
1: getting slammed the last few years. I mean, we've been dodging bullets in Florida in comparison. I mean, they've, they've been getting the worst of it.
0: I was at – the first year I went to the fairgrounds was um, the first meet post-Katrina. And I'll be honest, I really wasn't prepared for what I was going to see. um. But it's it's it was crazy in that there was entire sections of town that were like abandoned, like they were just literally abandoned. And what are you
1: gonna do? <laughs> it, it, it
0: just was it was just the oddest thing in that you would go down a block and one block would be, you know, all the lights would be on and people would be walking and everything kind of looked normal, and then the next block it, it looked like a, a bomb hit. And two blocks up, they're back to normal again. It's just the the wildest, craziest thing. And um, we had no help, you know, because nobody was there. I mean, everybody had left. Um, but you know, they'll they'll fix it and they'll rebuild it. And you know, it's just a uh, it just sucks because it's just uh, you know they have the those levees and it's just really difficult for them to. To withstand them, but, you know, hurricanes are hurricanes. They're going to come where they're going to come. just going to do what they do. Yep. And th- like I said, thankfully, you know, there was no horses there and at the fairgrounds because obviously they, they took some damage. But Churchill, you be buying a new tote board fairgrounds because <laughs> that one is toast.
1: Toast. Uh, they can get an electronic one now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: A removable. I think, one. They, I think get...
0: they. I think they put that one up the same year. Black Gold won the uh, Louisiana Derby. Where they had a Black Gold one <laughs> back in nineteen nineteen? Risen Star. Yeah. Uh, the tote board Risen Star built. He was a good horse too, man. man you know, people talk cool. about horses that were really good horses that kind of got forgotten. Risen Star. Um, I mean, his Belmont was just
1: superb. And he had worked
0: like 33 flat, I remember, and a people day were or two Oh days my god, cold. it took everything yeah. out of him. And uh, I had heard from a pretty reliable source that the clocker slowed it down, <laughs> it was probably closer to 32. But uh, he just he crushed that. Online, he was a good horse, he was a really good horse, but you know, he got hurt, and then he really never did much as a stallion either. And you know, son of secretariat, which secretariat's. Was a, a really turned out to be a really great broodmare sire. A guy told me one time, he's Secretariat could arguably be the best broodmare sire of the last 50 years. And I, my first thought was, man, this guy's nuts. And then you dig a little deeper and be like, and huh. then you start looking, and it's like, man, the Secretariat was a really good broodmare sire. And, and I mean, there's a lot of theories as to why horses are good broodmare sires or, or what, but um, I mean, he was in his first few crops bred to like the bluest of, of blue blood you know, mares, so um, for whatever reason, the Phillies were, you know, the ones that passed on the genes, so and the Colts really kind of disappointed Very disappointing It's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard it's really hard, that 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 game is uh, Same
1: thing with fern.
0: I mean Affirmed, right Nothing. Alidar became Alidar got the last laugh he was a far better sire than a fern one, and Seattle Slough was better than all of them yeah <laughs> and <laughs> took a spectacular bid who who was as good as a horse as, as there mm-hmm. was ever probably and uh, you know at least in the top couple and he, he was a bad sire he wasn't just like a, not a great sire he was a bad sire and all those
1: cigar babies running around huh <laughs> yeah. What well, I don't think that it wasn't his fault. No, that's just nature, but
0: <clears throat> he just didn't have it. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what love about life is good, you know. Like I, I was thinking, I said, you know what, I would probably point to the mile. I mean, if you think about it, he hasn't really won any big races. And not that you have to win big races. It's funny. I saw Steve Penrod on Saturday, and I hadn't seen, you know, oh, wow. um Used to train a bunch for, uh, he, he kind of, Al Stahl kind of took his, you know, Steve's spot with Claiborne in it. You know, they don't send a ton of horses out. You know, they sell most of them, but, um you know, Steve is always a good, good trainer, excellent trainer. And I remember um, I had a pretty good horse. And it was a maiden race at Churchill, and we liked the horse. I thought the horse was going to run a big race. And Flatter had run one time, and he got way behind going three quarters, and made a little run, but it wasn't a huge run. It was it was kind of a kind of like the old school guys used to school horses that wanted to go longer. First time out in a sprint, they'd kind of take them back, let them get some dirt, and they'd make a late run. I think he finished fourth. Well. Fast forward another month. It's a race going a mile. And uh, I really like my horse. And I remember when Flatter walked in, I was like, shit, man. <laughs> we're, we're running for second today. Look at that thing. Holy crap. Because And Steve said the other day, he goes, you know what? He was as good a looking a horse as I ever had. He goes, he just was like the picture. And he was big, too. He was, you know. He he was like the LeBron James of horses, right? I mean, he would come in and he would just be like this big guy who could run us faster than you. And he was just, you know, AP and D out of a Mister Prospector mare, you know, bred regally. And yeah, he crushed us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he won, he, you know, he went through his conditions. He won the, the day other than next start, and the two other than, and the three other than, and then his last start, they ran him in the race at Arlington uh the Arlington Classic, I think it was called. And he got beat. Um Murray Johnson's horse beat him. Uh the What was his name? Oh my God. The horse Perfect Drift. Okay. Uh but he got hurt that race and Flatter never raced again. So he, he never won a stake race. But of course, you know, with his pedigree, with his looks, the fact he was real fast and uh you know, Claiborne was always going to give him a shot, and it's, you know, thankfully they did because he's turned out to be a really, really good stout. I mean, he's he's never really gotten a derby-type horse, but um, he's been a really terrific sire for a long time. I mean, he's got to be 20 years old, so at least, at least, but, uh, you know, talk about life is good. I mean, he really hasn't won any big races. And, and you know, there was a big race the other day, but he did <laughs> run second. And, I mean, to me, the presence of Nixco would say, hey, you know what? We're, why, we're, why would we do that? We're late to the party. Um, we're only going to get one prep in before the Breeders' Cup, a, you know, post the Allen Jerkins. Let's run him a mile. Let's win the Breeders' Cup mile. And hey, you know what? If he wins the Breeders' Cup Mile, he comes out of it good. Why don't we take a shot at the Cigar Mile? Right? I mean, if he wins the Breeders' Cup Mile, who, who's going to be who's going to beat him in the Cigar Mile? Then you know what? You, you win that race. You give him a little, little couple couple weeks off, maybe bring him back. Pegasus Dubai World Cup, bang. I mean is that a good plan or what? Yeah. And he'll be top of the division. I believe he's going to run in the Pennsylvania Derby though. Yes, that's that's what I thought the plan was. Yeah. So now does that preclude him from running in the Breeders' Cup Mile? No, it does not. I mean, it's a two-turn race and maybe they want to get a two-turn race in um before the Breeders' Cup. I don't know that that's the tactic I would take, but uh, I also don't train the horse and uh, I don't really know anything about him. So, you know, there's probably a good reason why they're going to do that, but uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, I, I'll be honest, though, I would not be thinking Breeders' Cup Classic. It's, I just don't know that a 7-8 race, a mile-and-an-eighth race in the Breeders' Cup Classic, I don't know if I want to find out about his mile-and-a-quarter ability and I find out about his ability to rate or to just outrun Nick's go. It just seems like that might blow up that plan, but uh right it's just a set up for failure. kind of the interesting subplot of what happens well
1: what um what do you think about uh Gammy and Gamine, however you say her name
0: well uh, the the big news on, on Saturday was Gamine was running with a aluminum pad on
1: <laughs> oh. misdirection.
0: It's interesting that <clears throat> Naira, to its credit, is the only track that requires trainers to declare bar shoes <laughs> or aluminum pads, which is kind of like a bar shoe.
1: I think that's just old school because they used to do that, like on the chalkboard
0: and everything. Yeah, yeah, they're the only track, but you you have to you have to to uh, declare it when you enter. So, uh, and I believe honestly, I don't see why every track doesn't do that. Yeah, what's the point? Why wouldn't you? It's not effort. (laughs) There you go, the the biggie. Um, but as it turns out, I talked to uh, Mister Campbell's paddock blacksmith, who had gone and checked her that morning and said that her foot was fine. And uh, apparently, he had talked to her blacksmith, and she had worn it uh, at least one other race this year, so it wasn't a big deal. She doesn't quite have the brilliance that she did last year. And, you know, Baffert maybe threw a curveball at everybody because he was saying before the race that the reason he thought she kind of looked sluggish in, in Kentucky was that uh, the pace wasn't fast enough, that she needs to just, you know. Just go. Right. Yeah. And then they went 23. Came, <laughs> so that was kind of like, okay. Fuckers. <laughs> gotcha. But she did finish up strong. Um, and I do agree that that she's probably, I mean, listen, last year, it's hard to be as good as she was last year. I mean, she won the Acorn by 18. She won the Test by seven. She won the Breeders' Cup this, by six. <laughs> so, I mean, That's those terrible. are pretty tough shoes to, to fill, right? I mean. Nobody was even close. No. And they've been they've been closer this year. I mean, they weren't at Los Al, but that that race was kind
1: of. I mean, if if you count her Oaks, which she was clearly yeah, yeah but I, I,
0: you know, the Oaks is going there. that far, right? Mild so I mean, other bad. than that,
1: I think it was Speech that ran closest to her by a neck, and everything else was over five lengths.
0: Yeah, so yeah, she she definitely doesn't quite look as brilliant as she was last year. Um, I mean, <laughs> she doesn't go great. She tries to get out still, right? She looks funny. Um, but she's those feet. I'm gonna guess she's only gonna have one more left, right? I mean, you think what? What? What else is there for her to do? To be honest, (laughs) I don't. I don't really know. I mean, I don't really know. Being at the Breeders' Cup is at Del Mar this year, and she's probably already back in California. I'm guessing he just trained her up to the Breeders' Cup. This the Breeders' Cup Sprint, Philly Sprint, and I guess Neil. Peston had indicated that he may pass on that race because uh, of the shipping issues that may exist. Tex Sutton, which has for as long as I've been around has been the uh, ship, the biggest horse shipper, you know, air, you know, if you want to fly domestically, you want to fly your horse, Tex Sutton was your guy. Um, they had an issue with their plane, and they've not been able to um, get a backup plane, more or less. Oh boy. Uh So, I, I mean, I guess they've leased a the plane here, here, and there, but supposedly they can't find one that's got, you know, that's equipped to handle horses and, um, you know, blah blah blah. To say it's got to be like a, a custom build, no? Well, with the Breeders' Cup being in Del Mar, that means that every horse that's not based in Southern California has got a long ways to go. If if it was at Churchill, you could ship from Belmont, no problem. Uh, the California guys would have the issue at that point, and of course the Europeans as well. But, um, I mean, listen, <laughs> they're, they're going to figure it out. But, NX. but Pesson did say... Yeah, FedEx is, you know, you can get there, FedEx, but
1: it's going to um, cost you.
0: <laughs> FedEx is not a great option because you, you have to fly out of strange places. Um, you're kind of on their schedule and, you know, it's better than, you know, you can't ship them. There. No no one's going to drive them to California. But, uh, I mean, they'll figure it out. But but Pesson had said that he was considering passing that race, maybe a little bit because of Cam Hines. But um, I would think so. But, but, you know, it's, you know, we'll see what happens, but I'm guessing that, that we're going to see her one more time and that'll be it. Um, speaking of, you know, talk about things that we haven't seen very much, the Forgo, which will forever be known as the forense fire Forgo, Bikes. even though he didn't win it. That was um, kind of crazy. When, I, when I, I was standing outside and watching it, and I was like, what just happened there? <laughs> and and I, I ran inside and, and watched again on um, the TV, and, and it was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I've seen horses savage other horses, but never saw a horse savage another horse. Committed to it. <laughs> and like, for, yeah, I mean, he really wanted a piece of Yalpon. Yeah, it just shows you how amazing that, that an athlete a thoroughbred racehorse, is and they can go 37 miles an hour and have his head cranked sideways trying to bite the crap out of the horse next to him and, and never miss a beat. I'm sure Jose Ortiz was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, because he had the race one. <laughs> he did too. It, I mean, it, it, it's... I put on Twitter right after I said, you know what? There's a lot of different ways to lose a race, man. Yeah, for real, man. And that's a $600,000 race, too. <clears throat> so, uh, they went a little bit slower than Jackie's Warrior did. Um, of course, you know, Steve Asmussen also said, well, Alpine also had to deal with the horse trying to bite his face off <laughs> for about a sixteenth of a mile, too. But, uh I don't know what, what else to take out of the race. I mean,
1: the horses that finished behind, you know,
0: they really didn't show. It was yeah. like, it, it was a toss up race to start with. I mean, true. true. Yalpine gets a 23 quarter and that makes things a lot easier for him. But, um, I guess the bad story coming out was Whitmore. Um, got hurt, pulled up and is now retired, but you know, he hadn't been quite in as good as form this year. And, uh, um, it's it's good to see that, that, uh, you know, he's going to be okay and going to have a second career. They already had something planned out for him anyways. Uh, so he's not going to wind up in one of those ships going to Puerto Rico, but, you know, thankfully he, he was, you know, Joel got him pulled up and he didn't really hurt himself too badly. So, um, it's too bad, you know. It's too bad, and and I like Ron Ron's a good guy, and you know he's not a sportsman. You don't see you don't see race horses these days that race at the the top end of the spectrum make get or, or, uh, get fifteen wins. He won fifteen races, and still only one going seven eights, which right. I, I really thought was weird, especially considering his style. Right,
1: because he's not like a you know true speed horse. And he has like that stalking kind of trip you, it's kinder for them to, to stretch out a little bit.
0: Like Kelly Kip, right? Oh, man. Kelly Kip was virtually unbeatable at three quarters, especially if the track wasn't like, you know, real cuppy. That's another word that people don't use anymore. How come people call traps cuppy? Cuppy. Cuppy track. But uh, he could, could win going seven eighths. And you would think an eighth of a mile is not that big of a deal. He just. It, it, he was a different horse, but uh, but Whitmore is a closer, so you would think that the 7 ace race would suit him better. In that, you know, a lot of the six furlong horses struggle to get that last eighth, but but you know seven one one one. So, hmm. but he ends his career
1: uh, on you know a little bit
0: of a down note, but uh, thankfully he's going to be good. He's going to be okay and. Uh, boy, Lexitonian man. He he continues to be erratic. You never know what's coming from him. He knew the odds were too short. You gotta be up over
1: 30-1 to for him to run.
0: (sighs) So the sword dancer.
1: You mean the uh, the Joel outrides Ryan Moore fest?
0: You know, I watched it head-on and Watch the race over a couple times, and you know when he pinned him in, going down the backside. Backside, yeah. yeah he moved early and got him in position, and and Ryan Moore probably figured, well, hell, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go behind Channel Maker and um, Trub- what's that horse, Travillion, Trub- whatever. <laughs> <laughs> who who I, Turb- he, Turb- I? I thought he would be on the lead. I really didn't think Channel Maker beat him to the lead. I, that surprised me. Well, in, in it, it didn't really matter either way, but I thought Pratt would have definitely sent from the post one to get to the lead in the race. And he didn't. So, I mean, like I said, it didn't matter. Um, But, you know, Joel did a really good job of, of putting more in a tough spot, put and him in a box. He, he couldn't get out. And, uh, I mean, to be honest, I think Japan is a second rater. He I don't think still would have won
1: that race. He gets. I don't uh,
0: think he's one of the top horses over there. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just. I'm not saying that. He, he he certainly had he been able to find the seam. He probably would have got there. But uh. But I, I want if you watch the race over. What the hell was Irad doing on on Rock Emperor? I don't know. He was sitting third, right? He's sitting third. He's tucked in his spot behind uh, Channel Maker and, and Tribovan. Right? Tribovan. Tribovan. Right. So these are two of the you know two of the favorites, and they're going a pretty good clip. I mean, they went forty eight to the half, <clears throat> which going a mile and a half, and, and the track that was. Um, it was called firm, but it sure didn't seem firm. Didn't look like it, yeah. Times certainly weren't times on a, on a firm track. But he, going past the wire the first time, he, he just, I don't know. He, he, <laughs> he just, just wanted to go three wide. He just went to the three and four path. It was kind of bizarre.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't understand it. Because, you know, it's just like in harness racing, he, he, he had the
0: garden spot. Literally, he did he had a good spot? And he he just decided to go to the outside, and I I don't know, I, I don't I don't get it at all. But I mean, he still wound up finishing ahead of those horses. Uh, and the Moretti experiment on the turf is over. I, I would believe thumbs down. Yeah, seventh by thirty four was never involved. Channel Maker. <laughs> Yeah, remember when they made fun of me, that guy? <laughs> <fun of> me?
1: <laughs> Literally got two easy leads and became an Eclipse Award winner.
0: Yeah.
1: Twice. Two times. That's it.
0: <sighs> but we'll let Bygones be Bygones. He is what we thought he is. What, what was uh, Dennis Green? <laughs> they are who they said they are. <laughs> he is who we thought he was. Mediocre. Sunday. We had a little Sunday action. <laughs> Old Liam just blitzed in allowance field. Got 107 buyer. And Volzo Jr. Three for three. Adds to Mister Asmussen's uh, splint, sprint arsenal. You know, people were talking about him stretching out. He looks uh, like a sprinter to me. I mean, he goes like a sprinter. He doesn't look like he's going to go real far, but I you know I could be wrong about that. But uh,
1: yeah, uh, he he looks, you know,
0: kind of boxy. He just got that fast action. Like he doesn't. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Some people ask me, like, "Well, what do you look for when you like go to look at a yearlings? You're looking at what? Like, what do you look for?" And it's like hard to describe. It's so, like
1: you just know when you see I just it. just
0: Look for horses that, that look like they can run, <laughs> <laughs> right? It sounds stupid, but it, it's it's like
1: no, I I know what you're saying because like you know, um, you know, my father a you know coach AU and college and stuff like that, and you can tell. You know the guys that are athletic, just by the way they're walking or things like that. You can see it, you know. And and I I, I understand the concept of what you're saying, like, you know, you just know it's like, yeah, you know, that guy can ball.
0: You, you know what you want to see? You want to see horses that look like Flatter did the day he walked in the past Churchill downs. I'm telling you, I, it was like everybody stopped and was like, wow look at him <laughs> Like seriously <clears throat> if lebron james showed up for like uh uh you know at, at your local high school party or your local high school you know run or the local playground and everybody was like Ugh, that's how flatter looked that's how he looked that's what you're looking for and, and and it's obvious that you don't see very many horses like that and i never had money to buy horses that look like that but um we had a guy like that, uh, but he does. He he looks he looks <laughs> like this. He, he, to me he looks like a sprinter, and yeah, you know what he maybe he can stretch out to a mile, but uh, but I know one thing he's pretty damn fast. Fast, <laughs> sure is. I don't know, uh, Mister Asmussen going to have to keep everybody apart. uh speculation was that he would be going to the Gallant Bob at at Parks. Okay, which I'm guessing he'll be a prohibitive favorite in that race. Um, because the three-year-old sprinters, besides Jackie's Warrior, because let's say so Life Is Good was only there was a cameo appearance in the sprint division. He he won't be doing that again. So I mean, Jackie's Warrior is quite a bit ahead of everyone else in that division. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if if if. Uh... Speaking of that. If he's four for four, if he'll run him in the try to run him in the Breeders' Cup Sprint two, if he'll try to run him and Yalpon and Jackie's Warrior,
1: yeah,
0: that's that's nuts. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that a, that's, a, that's that's a strong hand. That's the problem a, is they all kind of want to run the same right way. the same way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, drain the clock, man. Just yeah, I think Not, nowhere, nowhere. Drain, drain the trainer. Drained. 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 Clock was drained a long time ago, huh? So all the other down horses. to Florida and, and uh...
0: all the other horses trained by that uh, that trainer have 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 looked drained at this current meet where they're just not even coming close. It's cold. Well, I'm not gonna say anything else. I'm just saying that <laughs> when a trainer is so I don't get fined when a trainer's cold as he's been, yeah, just keep tossing them. Um, so <laughs> at the risk of of drawing the ire of the anti Bob Baffert people. Uh, what do you think a shared belief? The, the shared belief yesterday, which amazingly was only a hundred thousand dollars ungraded stake, and it wound up with Medina Spirit and Rock Your World. Um,
1: I didn't. I didn't think the race was all that great. I, I don't believe in Rock Your World as a dirt horse anyway, but he was better than the rest of them. <laughs> so I thought it was kind of like a Medina Spirit layup, even though he tried to make it interesting.
0: He seemed like he was in a little bit of deep water, turned for home. Yeah, he just lost focus, it looked like. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, because Johnny went to a pretty strong drive. Uh, and oh, this is what I was thinking the other day. And I don't know if you would even tell the truth, but, you know, <laughs> Mike Smith rode Life is Good <clears throat> like you would ride a horse in, under the California crop rules. Yes, and Joel <laughs> rode like the New York crop rules. <laughs> uh just that was just a thought of mine.
1: Yeah, it, it looked like he 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 really didn't want to you know, like he was hesitant. And then the, you know, keeping him off the rail, I don't understand that either. I know people are giving him a lot of flack on Twitter for not kind of shutting the door a little bit but you know just listening to mike talk about races i'm sure you know and i didn't hear him quote or you know say anything but i'm sure he would say he didn't want to get in the horse's way and just kind of let him roll i mean it wasn't like he was going slow either so <laughs> i i can understand that yeah But,
0: you know, I mean, he lost by a head. That's what I went when I watched the replay at the track that day. I was thinking that. I was like, man, he almost looks like he's riding under the California rules, you know, like underhanded. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's only human nature that that comes into
1: play. I mean,
0: I don't, I don't, uh, I, I'd heard Mr. Plesher wasn't very pleased. Was. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, so I guess shared belief, uh, shared belief, shared beliefs not running anywhere. Uh, the Medina Spirit will be trying Pennsylvania, which could, you know, turn out to be an interesting race if Life Is Good shows up and Medina Spirit shows up and Midnight, uh, Midnight Charlie. Well, um, I guess it's not impossible. Midnight too, or Midnight uh, Bourbon might show up, and Hot Rod Charlie might show up. I, mean, I saw might... a Monomoy
1: girl uh, running around in the morning.
0: Yeah, Monomoy girl is supposedly pointing for the cigar mile, which seems wow. bizarre to me. But uh, they don't think that they can make the Breeders' Cup, but the, that that is supposed to be the the goal. So, That's cool. yeah, it was a little weird, right? Like the cigar mile. I mean, the mile is is a good distance for her, not saying that, but I don't know. I mean, she's won so much, and she's not a stallion. I mean, she's a a mare, right? So she was bought for a gazillion dollars (laughs) last fall. So it's not like they're trying to get their money. (laughs) They're not going to be reselling her, but um, I I just thought it was kind of an interesting spot. I I guess she'll be retired after that. I, I don't know. I really don't know. It's.
1: Well, what is she, eight, seven? Six, I believe. Six?
0: Yeah. So. Hmm. Is she five or six? No, she's six. Yeah, she's six. She was five last year. She was three two years ago. Yeah. What makes her five? Ugh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, She's older. She's definitely older.
1: Interesting. Like you said, I don't know what to make of that.
0: Yeah. Well, I know one person who's happy. Who would that be? The trainer. <laughs> yeah, a dodge a bullet. Because if Latrushka, uh, if uh, Min, girl had been in the personal lens, <clears throat> she's a little better than mother Phillies, <laughs> she, she, she probably. Uh, she probably had to run her over, because uh, she's a she's a class above the Phillies to finish second, third, and fourth.
1: I saw a lot of um, talk about the life and times of Swiss skydiver too. Her.
0: I was I thought, thought it was interesting. I thought that she would. Uh, I thought she was ready to bounce back. I, I really did. I thought the, the Whitney was kind of you know, kind of a prep and you know, kind of things were tough because they got in the quarantine and, um, she really didn't fire. And I mean, when you look at her thorough graphs, uh, she just has never gotten faster. She's basically running the same times she was running last year, the same figures she was running last year with the exception of the Preakness, which, you know, she ran a huge, huge number. Um, And never really recovered from it. No. It it must have taken
1: something out of her. Because she hasn't been able to. Either that or it was was a bias.
0: Well. The number is still what the number is. Yeah. The bias might help. Get the horse to run that kind of number. I mean your horse will run a faster speed figure. Under ideal conditions. Horses that are, are stalkers. That get two speeds. That duel in front of them and stop. I mean, those horses will run a better number because they're getting an ideal setup. Uh, you know, how many times have you seen a horse <clears throat> not get challenged on the lead on a, on, a, on a speed-favoring track that gets a huge number because everything worked out for them? But, I mean, she ran huge. I mean, she beat Authentic. Oh,
1: that that reminds me of that horse that beat Structor down. <laughs> that won at, at a big number. Instructors come back that you bet against. Oh, yeah. Get the name of that horse, but went to the lead.
0: Yeah, the, the contested and ran a huge number that day. Yeah, he was like lore. <laughs> He's never come close to that again. He didn't even make it to the top of the stretch. Now. No,
1: not anymore. Not even close.
0: I think he ran a Canada the other day and got blitzed. I thumped. Yeah. Yeah, horses can run a huge race, and then I mean, you see it a lot. You'll see a horse, e- even cheaper horses, they'll they'll run an abnormally high number. And you know what'll happen? People will keep betting them back, trying to get back to that number, and they never do. They never do. Well, I shouldn't say never, but a lot of them never do. But yes, yeah, she's she's just not quite, uh, you know, quite the same. So. Definitely the bloom is off that rose.
1: Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what happens now with her since, you know,
0: where do they go? That's a good question. That's a really good question. You know, um, I thought about this today because I, I was thinking about a conversation that I had with Kenny McPeak earlier this spring about her coming off Lasix and she he claims she does not bleed but she has not run well I shouldn't say she's run. she's probably never going to run the Preakness again right but she her, her other races she's about as fast as she was last year it's just everybody's faster in the races she's in this year they're older horse races the Phillies are better um so, you know, just uh, maybe that's a factor as well. I, I don't know. It, it's, but she's she's clearly not the uh, the bloom is definitely off the rose. But um, and you know, we got closing weekend. I never thought I'd say this, but we have uh, closing weekend at Saratoga featuring the Jockey Club Gold Cup, hmm. which just seems bizarre, odd. It's odd. It's very odd. Well, uh, Kentucky Downs is drawing for races already. Hmm. We're, seeing, uh, we're seeing Kentucky Downs entrance, so summer's over, man. It's crazy. It went fast. Yeah. Uh, Colonial at the Virginia Derby's tomorrow, or today, if you're listening to this on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it for for Virginia for Colonial this year. And uh, I have to say they had a really good meet. It seemed like they did. Yeah. They did good numbers, and um, you know they got the
1: beanie. Best the best announcer's gig in the land. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday.
0: The guy, we should have claimed this horse. Won a stake or won a stake. Won, won a won a race today there. Yeah, well,
1: since I can't say anything nice, I'm not going to say anything at all.
0: You better apologize, Lucky. (laughs) You say mean things about us. Yeah, he listens, so he'll hear it. Um, Yeah, so tomorrow is the Virginia Derby, and I have to say that... uh, I don't really have an opinion. None. I have zero opinion.
1: I haven't looked at the race. Uh, it kind of snuck up on me.
0: Well, experienced is the favorite. Uh, that's a, a Temple City cult for Mr. Uh, uh, Augustine Stable, Jonathan Thomas, Manny Franco will be spending his. Tuesday afternoon in New Kent. <laughs> uh, the, the interesting thing about experience is that uh, he's not. He's only got two starts. Two starts, and he's broke his maiden uh, at Delaware, and he finished second in some race that's <laughs> called the Bald Eagle Derby at Pimlico. Oh, speaking so, of Pimlico, when when is Laurel opening? Or are the Laurel is. Back oh I think the backside is back open but uh they're they're racing now at Timonium, that's right for this next month week and a half or so so Laurel be I think mid <laughs> mid mid uh, September, uh you know it's kind of a strange deal because they race so long at Pimlico because Laurel's track fell apart, <laughs> 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 they had to fix the track because it was uh you know deteriorated well it was like a roller coaster and that's bad for horse's legs but uh so it's you know fixed up and ready to go i guess
1: and the unveiling of the gp synth
0: right that's coming yes, up yes that is coming up i see it all i see it out there can't say that i'm very enthused about it because synthetic racing is pretty crappy but whatever I know one thing: if it's anything, if it's got the oil in it, it's gonna be brutally hot. Oh man, it's gonna bake. You're yeah. gonna smell it. <laughs> the, the 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 Poly at Arlington or whatever kind of track it is now. It doesn't have much left in it. It's kind of like a dead poly track <laughs> because they haven't. You know, they knew it was closed and they don't care. But um, I remember when I was there in 2010, 2011, when it would get hot it would be just boiling on that. It would be 130 degrees because the sun beats down on the oil on the track because the oil is what holds it together. Um, just nuts. It was super hot. But but I guess that's kind of the death knell for, <laughs> uh, for turf raising in Gulfstream, or at least for cheap horses. Cheaper horses are going to be forced to race in the synthetic. Um. So,
1: I mean, have you heard any kind of plans? Like, are they just going to run a certain amount
0: of synthetic races? Or is it just... The plan was this. The plan was that we're going to use the synthetic for the -the off-the-turf races, but they're writing races uh, because the turf course needs a break. Yeah, that Uh, makes sense. I have a feeling though that the the cheaper races will never come back. You think? Or, 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 Or at least until they're like desperate because they can't fill listen this is what's going to happen I've told everybody what's going to happen I will be on record and, and if I'm wrong I'm wrong That's the way it is I ain't afraid to, to make a statement guys will try it they'll run on it they'll take a shot on it if it comes off the turf they'll run on it not Chad Brown of course Clement, Bill Mott in the championship meet when the race can go off they're, they're, they're mostly going to scratch but the regular day to day guys there nine months a year uh the other nine months here they're gonna run it they're gonna give it a shot and if their horse doesn't run good on it they're not gonna run on it again and that's just the way it is because that's what's happened everywhere else i mean if you're at woodbine and of course woodbine runs you know woodbine has a lot of ontario breads and they literally don't have anywhere else to run because most of them are donkeys and it's not like they have options to go other places because they, they can't win. And I'm not saying everyone, but the majority of them. And they run for such good money there, there's no incentive to run anywhere else. So, yeah, they're going to run there, no matter what surface they run on. But I, I just think that they're going to find that people are, are a lot more choosy these days as to where they run. And if your horse doesn't like it, they're going to send the horse somewhere else. They're just going to. That's just the way owners are. You know, so personally, I don't like it. I think it was. I I think they're they're missing the point. But, you know, if it's uh, if it's a success, I will be happy. I don't want things. And that's the thing is sometimes people in this business (laughs) like, oh, well, you're rooting for us. And I'm not rooting for whatever it doesn't make If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of things. I bought a lot of horses that couldn't run. (laughs) I bet on a horse, a lot of horses. I'm wrong every day almost, you know, like it's not like, uh, so what's taking my life on it? But I I just think that, you know, I I don't think it's a good idea. And I I don't think it's going to be a big success. And if I'm wrong, Hey, I want racing to succeed. Like the Hissa thing, right? I want it to be great. I want it to work. But so what would you, what it, would it be, be deemed as a success in your mind? Uh, you don't see a drop in handle. You don't see, of course, handle there is always a little shady anyways, but you don't see uh, a struggle to fill races. <laughs> you don't see uh, them having to cut back. And no one is going to blame the policy because they're going to tell you all the things that people are always telling this business. Ah, oh, there's not many horses, or we can't do this, or this is not. I, don't know. I mean you know it's just I mean, you really want to go there? I think racing underperforms massively. I think the sports betting in the last couple years, since it was more or less legalized, <coughs> thanks to Dennis Reyes at Monmouth Park, who, who who actually is the guy that got it done. Um, <coughs> I think it shows that there was more money out there, and saying that uh, every dollar spent bet on sports could have been bet on horse racing—that's stupid. That, I wouldn't say that at all, but. <coughs> If five percent of the money that was out there that's bet on sports betting in New Jersey was bet on horses, that's five hundred million dollars. They're doing eleven dollars 11 billion dollars a year in New Jersey on sports. That's that that's you know that's money that, that we should have had a little piece of. If we had two percent of that. <laughs> But when, when people tell me, oh, well, that's great, I said, that's great. We're underperforming every track, just about. And that's with computer money in there. And, you know, as well as I do, I mean, the computer guys, I, I'm not going to make them villains. I don't like the fact that odds change at the end, uh, and that's mostly because of them. No matter what anyone tells you, that's mostly because of them. I, I don't like the way that they um are basically handed the 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 money from these jackpot wagers when they can cover virtually every number you know that a normal person couldn't do it but i just think we've underperformed i think that the racing should be better but what it needs now isn't gimmicks we need bigger fields we need more competitive racing and i was saying i think last week i i was talking to a racing executive who i like and i and he's been in the business for a long time but uh you know he, he's he's kind of a you know <clears throat> guy that thinks for himself but i said to him you've worked for for big tracks big operations what have you guys done what have their tracks done what is churchill downs and stronic group and naira and whoever else what have they done to try to get more owners involved because the owners are providing the um the materials for them to take bets on. i mean that's what they do right they sell bets the owners providing the product for them and the bettors are supplying the revenue and why haven't tracks got together with horsemen's organizations and breed organizations and uh the NTRA or uh the TOBA or, or the Jockey Club, whoever? Why haven't we put had a big ownership push? Hey, you should buy a horse, it's fun, you're you can run for a lot of money. You can buy a crappy horse and run for a lot of money in, in some places like Oaklawn and uh Churchill and, and New York. <coughs> but do you see that? No. No, we don't. But everybody says, oh, geez, there's not as many horses. Yeah, right, exactly. But there's not as many horses because horses said, you know what? I don't feel like having sex anymore and having any babies. <laughs> there's not as many horses because people aren't breeding as many. Because the dem- it's a supply and demand thing. We need to increase demand. Whoa, 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 hold on. But it's, it's true in that we need to make sure that the supplies chain is stronger. And what are we doing about that as an industry? What are we doing? How have we captured um, outside of, you know, micro shares, which don't really move the needle at all? That's just rearranging the deck a little bit. The tracks haven't done it. The, basically, the, the industry hasn't really done it. Everybody's just kind of sat on their hands and said, well, there's just not as many horses as there used to be. And, you know, geez, we just can't write as many races. And we, we can write five horse allowance races on the turf. And and uh, six horse and five horse claimers. You know, there's just not enough horses. I mean... Get more horses. It's not like it, it, it's it's uranium and we have to find it in the earth and mine it and it's hard to locate. It's not hard to breed more horses. But we have to have more owners and we have to have more people willing to to to, to invest and to get involved. And with the purse levels at some of these tracks, it's just nuts to th- get people involved. I mean, yesterday's first race, we talked about with that horse got DQ'd. That was a $36,000 purse for 12, five claimers. And yeah, those horses, the, 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 the horse that won, he's pretty fast, but he was claimed for 5,000 five starts ago. He won; he was claimed for 5,000 five starts ago. And he moved up the ladder and he was racing at starter allowance races at the Finger Lakes and yesterday he ran in a $36,000 race and should have won. He did win, but that would have been a $20,000 return on a horse that got claimed for five. Oh, God, I saw him. So <laughs> that's, that's the problem, you know. We're back. Did he get everything sorted out there? Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna see a YouTube. Or a, you're not gonna be on Twitter later, right?
1: No, 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 no. no. A...
0: I, I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some, some
1: real, real right here. I had to calm down the professor. oh. She, she was, she was up in arms. She was coming unglued. Yes, yeah, you wanted a baseball bat. <laughs> oh <Good> boy. <laughs> Apparently, somebody <clears throat> was on top of her car. On top of her car. Exactly. That's not a good idea. So, the, you know, the professor was angry right <laughs> out the house with the Pink Panther, which is the, our uh, Breezy's little baseball bat, aluminum bat.
0: <laughs> well, I can't say I blame her.
1: Oh, see what happens when, you know, we're not holding the fort down.
0: You sure that's not going to be on Twitter? I wish. Well, see, the thing is, is we're recording them on my phone. ah see, see, we missed it. Yeah, I'll tell you. The funniest thing I saw on Twitter today was that Virginia school board meeting where the the kids put the. Oh you, yeah, I put that up, man, on uh, the, the on, Bart Simpson names. Yes. <laughs> and the guy Wayne kept, Kerr. <laughs> this
1: guy kept reading them one after another. <laughs> I I mean, I thought after, like, the second one, he was going to be like, oh, I get it. I leaned (laughs) over. Is I leaned over here? (laughs) I leaned over. (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) Well.
0: Well. Interesting. This is an interesting one. Yeah. But anyways, my rant was basically, hey, you know what, racetracks? We have a horse shortage. What are you doing about it? <laughs> no. What you, well, yeah, I mean, Naira has a problem in that they don't have that many trainers. Well, that's
1: the thing is they act like they they dissociate themselves from that, you know, responsibility, in a sense. I guess and it's like, well, how how do you think you're you're going to be able to keep doing this if you don't assist in that
0: department? <sighs> exactly. And, and I mean, it's not like they have to spend $10 billion. I mean, just treat people better, make, uh, you know, create some awareness, put some sort of, especially the people like Saratoga, Del Mar, these are the ideal meets to do this at because you capture that audience that you're not going to capture the rest of the year, right? Um, you know, you look at there's 44,000 people there on Saturday. That's, that's, you know, of those 44,000, there's got to be some people that say, Hey, you know what? It'd be really cool yeah, try this. To, to, to get involved in a horse or to have a horse. But, um, you know, it's it's just, uh, it's like you said it so many times, Barry. They suffer from the, uh, we've always done it this way.
1: Yeah, that, that's not good enough. It's just not good enough anymore. Got to get creative to, to, to keep up with the joneses
0: it, it, it's going to be an issue i mean listen <clears throat> uh oakland's made their meat a little bit more palatable for a guy you could go down there first week of december and stay through the first week of may that's a long time and they run for really good money For good money um, yeah i mean obviously if you have dirt horses you'd be crazy not to be there because they have all sorts of dirt races because that's all they have is dirt races I mean, if I was a big trainer that hadn't had been sending horses there um, and I had, you know, quite a few dirt horses, especially overlap, I would it'd be a no-brainer. You know, when it was a three-month meet and it uh, starts in the middle of winter, you know, you might say, well, I can just ship out for the stakes. But now it's starting, you know, in December when New York's closing and Kentucky's going to Turfway. Um, I, I think you're going to see some some California trainers out there too. I wouldn't be surprised to see some of the, the Florida guys, you know, split or, or send some horses there. And I, I wouldn't blame anybody because it's, it's crazy good money. And, uh, you know, well, that's a selling point. You there's going to, there's Barry, there's going to be, a, it's going to be a hunger games type fight for these horses, man. Um, I mean, there's just not going to be enough. There's just not enough to go around now. And, all the the lack of um how do you say it they haven't really taken care of the middle class they've kind of shunned them they've gone away in the middle class guys like me the bread yeah. and butter that I mean like guys who had 20 25 30 horses that that raced their horses because we didn't have a whole bunch of steak horses in the barn just kind of campaigning at five starts a year <clears throat> we were the guys that made number six and number seven and number eight in these these races <laughs> we're not there anymore and, um, and, and and the game misses those type of, of trainers because, you know, competitive horses and, and fields, you know, an eight-horse field is so much better than a five-horse field. Well, it's just like at, at Gulfstream, you know,
1: um, come, you know, April 1st, from April 1st all the way to December, you know, who's holding the fort down? the the little guys. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. You know, and it's like, well, you know, you could argue that it's more important for the spring summer meet (laughs) in the fall rather than the the championship meet.
0: I've said it a million times. If you're listening to this show and you've made it to the 89th minute, you have probably got a much greater passion for this game than the people that run racetracks and that's just the way it is and uh, it's you know not everybody but fact of the matter is they don't see things like we do and and it's troublesome because I'm not saying that we're always right but I mean how can you argue with eight horse fields are better than five horse fields
1: <laughs> no brainer
0: it's just hard to argue with and and you know what? Ten horse fields are better than eight horse fields. We didn't get any of those on Saturday,
1: huh? At Saratoga, no tens. Uh,
0: well, the last race, but yeah, that, yeah, everybody went home. I was, I was, I was watching that one. You know what? The phone reception and the, and the internet is horrible up here in Saratoga. What's wrong? in Saratoga,
1: the city or? At the racetrack,
0: everywhere the racetrack's not that bad, but everywhere else, my God! Someone is- call Ken Ramsey, tell him to put a couple towers up over here, man. It's a, this is this is awful. Verizon, what are you people doing? You you suck. Yeah, I paid twelve trillion dollars to to go. and it's not cheap. <laughs> no, it, it, and it's just not good. Like where my mom and dad live, we they live like a quarter mile off of a major. You know, thoroughfare and the reception. uh, I got one bar. I got one bar on my phone. If I go on one side of their place, uh, the phone it drops cold. I was talking to the mayor today, Mr. Spears, and then uh, on the phone, and and it kept cutting out. And I was going uh, up the north way. Damn. It's a a three lane or six lane highway. How, How can you have bad coverage there? Not in the Adirondacks. And it's not like there's not a lot of people live around here too, right? It's 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 decent size. Listen, I could see if you went to the boonies, like where Bick lives, yeah. All right, maybe the, the you know you lose a little bit of reception there. Yeah, but probably got the best reception. That's well, I mean, he, he lives he lives over there, real close to the border of Vermont. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's crazy how, how bad the reception is. I thought it was just my phone. I started it and I stopped it and I reset it and did all the things you're supposed to do. <laughs> nah. The reception is just terrible here. It's crazy. I am just not uh, not used to it at all. But I'm sure no one cares. Anyways, closing <laughs> weekend at Saratoga, Del Mar is almost done, Kentucky Downs is on the on the horizon, and uh, and that's the way it is. Summer's almost dead. Falls about here. And life goes on. Life is good. Right? See what I did there? Uh, I
1: I do see what you did there.
0: (laughs) Life is good, but it could be better. Yeah. Can't be faster. My advice to all the people out there is don't ride like Mike Smith Road. Life is good. (laughs) Be passionate about your rides. Shut the door. Use the whip. (laughs) <laughs> poor Mike. Uh, poor Mike. Mike's a good guy too. He really is. He's just getting a little long in the tooth. You know what? When Billy Shoemaker was at the end, he was kind of like this. You know, kind of. You know, I think Mike's problem too is he doesn't ride very much. I mean, yeah. I, riding horses, being a jockey, there's like nothing else like it. You know, I mean. Workouts in the morning aren't like races. It's it's totally different, and it just seems hard to even if you have ridden a million horses. That, but not riding would, would put you at a little bit of a disadvantage. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe it's but it just seems that way. You're kind of crazy, so. Well, that's a given. I don't know.
1: I just always thought riding a horse or a thoroughbred in a race would be like the best thing ever. Because I like to go fast, I'm kind of like in an adrenaline jump in that regard. Um, I would, I wouldn't even care. I would just go fast. I'd be like Paco, seriously, let's go. But I guess you know, you ride that many races for this long, you kind of, you know. I guess he wants to pick his spots, but now he's he's not able to, and he's kind of the odd man out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what? It's a question that I hadn't even really seen asked, um, I'm sure there wouldn't be an answer as of yet. Those, you know, might they replace him? There's always
1: Florida. He can come down here. Get all the business he wants.
0: I think Mike's in California for life. I don't think he wants that much business. He really doesn't. At this point, I, I wouldn't think he would. But no, he's going to want to ride in the big races. I mm-hmm. mean, so so that's the way it goes. Anyways, uh, Barry, thank you for uh, your input as always. Make sure you uh, get everything handled. <laughs> oh yeah, we're good now. <laughs> make, sure that, make sure the Pink Panther doesn't.
1: Uh, I gotta hide
0: it. Now. <laughs> collide with anyone's heads.
1: I gotta hide it so she doesn't get at it.
0: <laughs> yep, that was uh, that was interesting, but uh, yeah, you never know what's gonna happen on the big
1: Monday show. You definitely don't. Maybe I'll I'll put a dissertation about the whole event on on Twitter. <laughs>
0: uh, why not? All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll probably talk about. Wrapping up, the big meets, the big summer meets, and uh, look look ahead. Readers Cup, let's go! Look ahead to the Kentucky Downs, 14-horse field, the horses running up and down hills, and... Uh, Bad camera work. And and spotty camera work. Hopefully, no gate malfunctions this year, um, like last year, but... uh, (laughs) Churchill Downs, you know their, their meat's starting back up too. soon. it's crazy. It's it's, it's hard to believe that it's it's we've gotten this far. But uh, but we'll be back next week. We've yes, been, sir. We appreciate everyone listening, and if you have any input, going in circles podcast at Gmail, or hit us up on Twitter, private message us. Put it. I don't care. Ask a question or call us names. <laughs> right on social media. Happens a lot. Yeah, we're not going to send you any season and desist
1: letters. We don't care. no nah, we're not. We're not that big time. Any publicity is good publicity.
0: Oh yeah, vote for us. <laughs> when does that thing end? Does that, does that end? I think tonight. Tonight. Are we still leading? Yes. Do we have a comfortable margin? Yes gonna be any any uh, last second.
1: Nope, no. I think we're we're holding sway. We're we're like uh, uh, (laughs) we're like Latruska.
0: Digging it. Well, that's good enough for us. Anyone that voted for us, that we do. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. We do appreciate it. We're a finalist. That that's like winning. I, yeah, exactly. If, if we make it to the finals, I mean, we don't even have microphones. <laughs> <laughs> Same at the party the other day, like we don't even have microphones. <laughs> I just decided to do this off my iPad one day. I said, "Yeah, let me let me do a podcast," and uh, here we are, like uh, 140 shows later, um, <laughs> and we still haven't got microphones. <laughs> it was still trucking. <laughs> And expanding our platform reach too. That's right. Honestly, we we get you know, we've had more downloads in the last six, seven months than the previous six, seven months by a wide margin. Including some very odd places, but but uh whatever works, man. Yeah, we, we do appreciate it and and I do appreciate the feedback we get. I mean we do get quite a bit of feedback and Absolutely. It's mostly positive. Every once in a while somebody will Call me an idiot, but uh... <laughs> both of us. I was like fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the steward the mama stewards with her burner account. Cause you know, they're not allowed to talk to the press.
1: <clears throat>
0: I should say we're not even real press. Well, yeah, because Naira listens to us
1: and steals our ideas. I know. Did you see the drone? Yeah.
0: It's no coincidence, bro. How much easier would some of these these calls be for stewards to make if they had a drone? And you got the drone view up from the the top. The top would show everything. Yeah. I mean, it can't
1: hurt. And the technology is there and it's not expensive. (laughs) So that's
0: a win. I can't can't wait to somebody say, What if it's really windy or (laughs) raining out? They can't use it. Well, you know, if it's really rainy or windy, (laughs) the picture's not always as clear either. But, uh, you know, they don't stop running the raises. You run him in the fog, right? Lost in the fog? I know him. Poor lost in the fog. That was my Breeders' Cup claim to fame. My horse dueled lost in the fog into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Anyways, thank you again for anyone. That's, if you made it this far, we with, talked about the nick. You're a lifer. <laughs> you're the man. All right, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Pleasant Acre Farms, located just outside Ocala, Florida, is a full-service commercial breeding operation that has one of the top stallion rosters in the Sunshine State. Standing 10 horses, including sons of top sires such as Curlin, Harlan's Holiday, Unbridled Song, Scat Daddy, Canthros, and Twirling Candy, you'll be sure to find a great match for your mare at Pleasant Acres. Owned and operated by consummate professionals, Joe and Helen Barbazon, they provide clients with world-class services in all facets of the thoroughbred industry. Their commitment to quality is what allows Pleasant Acre Farms to pursue their passion for breeding champions. Check out their website at com or call 352-528-2885. Pleasant Acre Farms.